WRKS Pickens Jackson. It's all coming back from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. And there it comes again. Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. What is that? What is that? The Zone. Oh, man. Let's do this thing. Bartu uh, joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Good to hear from Bartu before he goes elk hunting. Well, I guess he headed out last night somewhere in the Oregon wilderness. And um, did I tell you all this? I have to tell you all this story about Bartu picking him up at the airport. This is funny, but give me one second. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, is brought to you by the amazing steaks, but also the rack of lamb at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. I love their barbecue shrimp appetizer, too. It's delicious. You can get the booby bread, dip it in there. Beautiful. KesslerPrime.com to make a uh, reservation. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I've got Jason with me. And here we are on a football Friday. Football Friday brought to you by an ice-cold Michelob Ultra. Enjoy one later this afternoon with your double cheeseburger on double cheeseburger day. Um, and, and speaking of burgers, you know, Bulldog Burger, delicious. And uh, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, among many other partners that we have. But So, Bartu and I got to know each other. And, well, we he started coming on the show in 2010, which is kind of scary. So, I was 13 years ago. And um, my producer at the time... Cooper Vesey said, uh, hey, I found this guy. He's he. It, it's totally different than anything I've ever heard, you've ever heard, or anybody's ever heard. Okay? He, he's, he's talking analytics and TLC, talent location coaching, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, okay. And he said, but I think we need to have him on. All right. And I could have easily said no, right? But Cooper had foresight. Maybe I had a little bit. And we have him on, and we hit it off. And it took me a while to uh, understand how to uh, interview him. You know, I'll never forget talking to Feinbaum's producers before Bartu uh, jumped on their show. I facilitated that. And before that happened, um, they called me, and they were like, all right, so what? tell me the deal. I said, look, it's going to be different. This isn't... You know, Feinbaum's used to having a coach on or just a typical media guy on, and they're breaking down defense and offense, and you get coach speak and da-da-da-da-da. This is totally different lens, totally different, you know, microscope. And anyway, we hit it off, and he flies in town a couple of years later. And I pick him up at the airport, and I'm taking him around, and I want him to meet some people. And he goes straight into his backpack. I don't know. I say straight. Maybe a couple hours we've been driving around. And he goes, hey, man, you want some elk jerky? I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, man, I got I got some elk jerky. I go, oh, yeah, sure. And so he's going into his backpack, and he's got this Ziploc bag, and he's on da 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 and boom, he passes me a piece and you know i take a chunk out of it i'm like dude that's good he goes yeah 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 i've been making it for years 
He said, I think I've perfected it now. And so uh, that crazy little numbers nerd is uh, somewhere in Oregon um, hunting elk for the weekend. But then he'll be back for a few days. Uh, he said the next three weekends he's going to elk hunt. But he'll keep doing the hits with us. I think we'll try to get him next Thursday because we'll be at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club slash the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. But y'all know they're, you know, less than a half a mile from each other. But um, I'm going to broadcast from Dancing Rabbit Golf Club next Thursday. Excited about that. Newly renovated. I've been in it several times. I'll be staying there, I think, Wednesday night. But we'll hit a little Philip M's, hit the sportsbook. Got to keep winning. One on Ole Miss last weekend. One on Lee Sterling's. Uh, and Lee Sterling's coming up next. One one on uh, Lee Sterling's 45-unit uh, play. 45-unit play last week. And so bet that, too. Hope that uh, y'all did. And he's – I hate to – I may need to say this. He's not going to win every week. Yeah, that's – I just <laughs> – I, I, it may be news to you because I'll get a text every now and then. I mean, last year he had some runs, and he usually does. You know, he'll win like four out of five weeks, which is virtually impossible. What is the number? you got to win 52.3 or 53.2% of the time to break even. Anyway, uh, I, I, and I remember that number, and it's the number that's out. Jason, will you Google that real quick? But Billy Walters talked about it in the book, The Gambler. And if you want something really good to read or an audio book, Especially those of you that travel, Starkville, Oxford, you know, sales guys, whatever, on an airplane. Uh, Billy Walters, The Gambler, is a wild book on his life and how he became a multimillionaire like a hundred times. Lost it, won it, lost it, you know, and then became just an in- crazy wealthy person. And all the money he was betting. I mean, he was betting $400,000 in 1979. That's, what? Um... But he's Phil Mickelson's friend, you know, and he's the one that got caught up in the insider trading thing and had to go to federal prison. Yeah. And uh, Phil Mickelson wouldn't um, – he believed that had Phil either testified or just come out in public and said, you know, he didn't give me any insider trading information, that uh, that he would not have – I guess he'd have been exonerated or not uh, found guilty. But, man, the feds were after him. You know, they tried to get him in the 90s. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's a wild, I cannot believe the gazillions, hundreds of millions of dollars that he has won and lost. Jason? It is 52.38%, and apparently anything above 55% is highly profitable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I mean, it, the mar- it's so small, man. You get to 50, exactly. So you get to 54%. You know, and you're rolling. And anybody who tells you they win all the time, come on. That's the guy that tells you they know how to pick stocks. Um, So, Sterling, though, I thought he showed a lot of stones last week when he he picked a teaser for the NFL. I thought, damn, Lee, that's that's putting your bells on the line. And so when he sent it to me, I looked at it, and I looked at it again. I said, what? You're doing a teaser with the Washington Commanders and the Miami Dolphins? And um, he did it, and it won. It hit. I mean, it's hard, 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 hard to win in the NFL. You know, you can find some of these college games, especially early, blowout city, 
and win you a little cabbage. But, dude, it's <laughs> the NFL. I mean, look at what happened the other night. Aaron Rodgers got knocked out, and Jets still beat the Bills. All yeah. these teams have an insane amount of talent. You know, it's not like that in college football in high school. You know, we see all these scores in high school and college, 40 to 7, 35 to 10, 45 to 14. You know, blowouts left and right on Friday night and Saturday. That's why the NFL is so darn good. Because, um, I mean, it's just loaded with, with the top dudes. And there's only so many spots, so we know there's finite amount of talent. But there is plenty to load up your roster if you're, you know, you don't even have to be well run. You can be, like, pretty well run and still have a very competitive team in the NFL. You may not advance to the playoffs, but, you know, you can win games. So Sterling's coming up next. Uh, Handicapper to the gods, ParamountSports.com. He'll join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I do want to throw this out. The uh, the Stella Artois caller line is 601-995-1059. I do know about the Lane Kiffin um, lawsuit with DeSanto Rollins and how he was kicked off the team for missing practices and meetings during a mental health crisis. That's his claim and the lawsuit. I did read it. Uh, I mean, I read a lot of it, excuse me, and I read the transcript. Um, whenever this happens, it's not awesome. That's that's all you can say about that. We'll hit more of that a little bit later, but we're loaded up with interviews for the next uh, 45 minutes. Lee Sterling, who do you pick this weekend to make some money? Lee Sterling on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line coming up next. Hey, y'all, don't forget that uh, Mudbugs is open for their first football season. Great shrimp, um, amazing sandwiches, quesadillas, and wings. Y'all know they've got the number one crawfish in the state. They're usually open January through June. And they decide to fire off one of their locations, downtown Brandon, West Government Street, Mudbugs and Game Day, tomorrow and Sunday. They're open Thursday through Sunday all the way through football season. And uh, it's another great local place in the state of Mississippi. Uh, we want to welcome in Lee Sterling, handicapper to the gods, ParamountSports.com. He uh, joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And, Lee, before we get into uh, this week's games, uh, last weekend you nailed your 45-unit play. It was a teaser in the NFL, which I thought showed some stones, especially – uh, this early, I bet on it. Thank you. I won. You also picked the Miami Hurricanes. So, uh, good weekend for Lee Sterling. Great weekend. <laughs> um, Eleven and three overall, and like I said, hit that forty-five unit play, which everyone obviously goes much bigger on. And and then to have the Hurricanes beat Texas A&M was great. I was able to attend that game, and uh, also the Dolphins uh, looking good out of the gate. We usually do not fare well on the West Coast, so. It was a great weekend uh, at the Sterling uh, compound. 
Yes, it was. Yeah. All right, so let's keep it rolling. ParamountSports.com. Let's start with Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Is given 18 too many for tomorrow's game against Georgia Tech? You, you know, at, at first I thought, wow, you know, the ACC has done real well this year against the SEC, but Georgia Tech, Haynes King is up and down. He will make a great play or two, and then he'll make a bonehead play. There's a reason why. Uh, he lost the starting job at A&M, but they also don't have depth. I mean, they can play for two, maybe three quarters, and they just are not recruiting kids. Uh, they're having to go through the transfer portal uh, to get any type of depth, and a couple of those guys haven't worked out. And They met last year for the first time since 13, uh, 2013 Music City Bowl, and it was a blowout, 42 nothing. Ole Miss was minus 17. They had a 31-13 first down and a 316-53 to rushing yard edge here. And uh, the, the Yellow Jackets just 3-12 and against non-conference opponents here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Ole Miss 45, Georgia Tech 17. Okay, so Sterling is going with uh, laying the 18. Tomorrow in Startville, that's where I am right now, Mississippi State will host LSU. That line's moving a little bit, nine and a half to ten. You taking the Tigers or you taking the home team and the Bulldogs? So last year, Mississippi State jumped out to that thirteen nothing lead, but LSU roared back to that for that thirty one sixteen win. LSU, I think, is much improved since last year. A lot of people base their opinion and betting on the first game, and then it carries through through at least probably the half of the year. I think LSU is better than last year. I'm not so sure about Mississippi State. You know, they got four turnovers. They got four gift wrap turnovers, the first four possessions against Arizona, and they only won 31 24. They were outgained 431 to 307. I don't know if the new coordinator from App State, Kevin Barbe, is the guy here, or at least not yet. They also were penalized nine times for 90 yards here. and Unless Mississippi State can hit on some vertical passing plays on offense, I think they're in trouble. LSU scored 30 or more points 10 times since last year, and LSU 12-3 and against the spread the last 15 in Stark Vegas. Tight for a while, then LSU pulls away 37-20. 37-20 tomorrow in Starville. Lee, what's going on at Paramount Sports this weekend? All right, so... Uh, we're having a great year. We're 18-8 and eight to start the year. If anyone wants to get involved for the season, I lowered the price all the way down to nine ninety seven through the Super Bowl. That's it. Get the rest of the college football, NFL. Uh, there's 17 weeks left. Get all that. NFL playoffs, 44 college bowl games, and the Super Bowl. Just $997. Use coupon code SAVE300 on the website, ParamountSports.com. And for the first time this year, uh, normally you have to buy a month or a season package to come on board. You want to try me for a week? World's Famous Baker's Dozen. 13 games combined Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Just $97. ParamountSports.com. Baker's Dozen. 13 games, $97. ParamountSports.com. Got another big one in Gainesville. Um, I don't know, you know, can Florida, you know, show some life, make this a game? Uh, Tennessee at Florida, you taking the points, you giving them tomorrow. So the Gators have done real well historically against Tennessee. In fact, they've won 16 the last 18. 
covered 14 of those 18 wins. Tennessee breaks through last year. They win 38-33. Hendon Hooker was really good in that game, but they still only won by five. He only had six incompletions here. And I think Joe Milton, physically, if you look at his skill set, it's incredible. But I just think that the guy misses on some reads sometimes. I think people are starting to figure out a little bit uh, their passing game. And I don't think they have the same receivers as last year. A bunch of drops last week against Austin P. The Gators, Graham Mertz, is he incredible? No. But, I mean, to, to start that first week at Utah and be backed up inside the 10 four times, that's a tough, tough situation. Had all kinds of penalties here. I think home field's a big advantage here for Florida, where historically Tennessee's had a ton of trouble here. The wrong team is favored. I'm going with the Florida Gators outright, 31-27. I agree with you. I don't know about that, but 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 I agree with you that Florida is going to play really, really well. And although Milton is super athletic and all that stuff, I, I'm not convinced that he is – well, he's not close to Hendon Hooker or, or yeah. some kind of refined and advanced QB. Lee Sterling's got the Baker's Dozen going on this weekend. 13 games, $97, ParamountSports.com. Now, he's also got from now all the way through the second week in February, which is the Super Bowl, only $997. That's all college and NFL, ParamountSports.com. All right, the uh, Lee, the, fl- the free play – is yep. South Carolina and Georgia, and I don't think the Gamecocks are any good, but Mississippi State has to play them next weekend, so I don't know what to expect. Uh, Georgia's the number one team in the country. They blow them out? Well, this, this is a game everyone's going to have all eyes on. I mean, look at some of the big teams this year. Alabama, I mean, <laughs> the SEC, that side of the SEC has had already A&M, LSU already with losses, uh uh, Ole Miss had a scare put into them. Arkansas is going to be tested by BYU. And so anyone wants to get this game, I have a real strong opinion. Be one of the first 10 callers. Call 800-400-9741. First 10 callers. Get this game for free. Georgia and South Carolina. Boys, this is going to be a big one. 800-400-9741. Check out the website, ParamountSports.com. We'll have a bunch of free pick videos up there. Uh, Duke, they're coming on. They're ranked mm. uh, Alabama, South Florida, North Carolina, Minnesota, uh, mm. and, and also the Oklahoma game. All those videos up and available. Check us out. Love to have you come on board. We're, like I said, on fire. 18-8 and eight to start the year. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Baker's Dozen, $97, powered by ParamountSports.com. Thanks, Lee Sterling. Okay, have a great week. All right, so he thinks uh, Ole Miss will cover – and that uh, LSU will pull away, that would not surprise me on the latter. I can't figure out which way to go on Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Ole Miss is better, but and maybe I need to shake the fact that they couldn't get things going on the ground and that they will this weekend, or will they? You know, I actually sat there last night before going to sleep, and I was like, would I give the 18 or take the 18? Should Ole Miss win by 18-plus? Yes. But will they? And I, you know, I get the Haynes King. He's got some talent, can make some plays, but also boneheaded plays. Uh, We got Matthew Friedman coming up next. Well, I guess we'll talk more sports betting. Y'all okay with that? Maybe some NFL. 
Let's do it. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Starkville, and Tupelo. Bulldog Burger. Great place for lunch and dinner. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Our NFL coverage today is brought, brought to you by Stella Artois. Great beer. Enjoy a uh, Stella or two on game day. That can be Saturday or Sunday. But our NFL coverage, especially based around the Saints and Dak and the Cowboys, is pres- presented by Stella Artois. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We're streaming live on the Zone1059.com in the Out of Bounds radio app. It is a football Friday. And I know we talked a lot of college football the first hour and a half. Hit a little bit of NFL about 15 minutes ago. But um, it is a good time to dive back into the NFL as uh, Dak and the Cowboys host the Jets. And we want to welcome back in uh, Matt Friedman, FantasyLife.com. Head of betting, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Matt Friedman, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. All right. So last week, that's that's an anomaly. I mean, that's an outlier what happens with the Cowboys and the Giants. But as fans, they can't shake that. Sometimes we wire our brains that, oh, it'll just be easy for that team, that, that team that does it on the on the first week. Then the Jets decide to beat the Bills without Aaron Rodgers. So, as you size up this game in Dallas between the Jets and the Cowboys, are you expecting a close game, Matt? I'm not expecting a close game, but, you know, as I mentioned when I was on the show previously, I am a Cowboys fan, which means I carry a tremendous amount of PSDD with me. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I uh, I feel like I didn't even say that right, uh, but it's, it's a situation where the Cowboys, as really big home favorite, this feels like the exact spot where they would, you know, be feeling great coming off of a massive win against a division rival, and then a team comes in and that just totally kicks their teeth in. You know, like, you could see that happen because it's happened before. But, man, the Cowboys looked so good last week, and they have this elite pass rush going against one of the worst quarterbacks in the league and a really questionable offensive line. You know, it is, it is hard to see how the Jets will score points unless the Cowboys gift them, you know, a pick six, a punt return touchdown, whatever it is. And then the Jets defense just absolutely clamps down on the Cowboys offense. That's the only way the Jets win this game. But you could just see, you can imagine something like that happening. Okay. What were you surprised at the game though between the Cowboys and the Giants? Not that they won, but that it got out of hand so early and the the Giants couldn't do anything. You know, I, I mean, not surprised. I mean, obviously, no one is expecting forty to zero, but the the Giants were a little bit of a fake team last year. They weren't all that good against really good teams, and then they were really good against bad teams. And you just kind of looked at this, this team, Darren Waller as the, the best pass catcher on the team, already entering the season with an injured hamstring. 
uh, you know, two rookie cornerbacks starting on the perimeter. You know, it just felt like a situation where the Giants could struggle early on. So not a surprise that the Cowboys won. Um, and very encouraging that the Cowboys just absolutely dominated them with their defense. I will be curious to see, because the Cowboys weren't really challenged offensively last week, I will be curious to see how they look against a defense that could give them all that they could handle, because that that Jets defense is special. Uh, So I take it you're, you're expecting low scoring, but like Dallas could get in the low 20s, but not expecting much from the Jets, like maybe 13, 10 points or under. Is that kind of the way you're looking at this thing? Yeah, I mean, Jets games feel like whoever gets to 21st is probably going to win. <laughs> you know, like it's going to be it's going to be pretty nasty for the Jets and the Cowboys. They have, if it's not an elite, you know, like top three defense, it's certainly top five. But the Cowboys might have the best defense in the league. And when you combine that with a great defense on the opposite side. Yeah, like we could be looking at a, a kind of disgusting game where the Cowboys maybe win 20 to 13 or, you know, like 17 to 10, something like mm. that. Like it could be like an old fashioned uh, heavyweight, like, you know, type of battle where neither team is really able to move the ball and it becomes like a kicking contest. Okay. Matt Friedman on the Out of Bounds Show, head of betting, fantasylife.com. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, what about the Saints at the Panthers with Bryce Young? Uh, You know, last week there was some good and there was some bad. That's not surprising. He's thrown into the mix, having to start day one. Um, The Saints did what they needed to do. Uh, Carr hit a pass down the left sideline on a go route that was beautiful um, late. Which way are you going here is the Saints have to go on the road in division play and take on the Panthers? Yeah, you know, and this one, this one's on Monday night. You know, rookie quarterbacks in prime time, especially early in the year, that generally feels like uh, the type of the type of situation you want to bet against. Um, you know, that said, the Saints it took them a little bit of time last week really to get their offense going and it, it still felt like they they never really hit their stride uh and you know the panthers their defense was okay but they will be without their number one cornerback this week in, in jc horn so a positive situation there for the state you know honestly this is a a stay away game for me i probably won't be betting it but um if i were to be betting it the Saints would probably be the side I'd be inclined to take. Okay. Okay. So, hmm, the Saints can't afford it's, – it's, it's both of them. The Saints and the Cowboys can't afford to uh, drop these games with the quarterbacks that they're facing this weekend. Have you ever seen a schedule like the Saints are going to go through um, not playing top five, top ten quarterbacks and all the new guys that they're going to face? Matt Friedman? No, it's it's a beautiful schedule. I mean, the, the Saints have a clear runway. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not the easiest division in football, but it's certainly one of the easiest divisions. And as you mentioned, their schedule, you know, no elite quarterbacks really that they are facing. And if before the season started, you had gone through and you added up the win totals, the you know Vegas win totals for all the teams that they were facing. 
they had literally the easiest schedule out of all of the teams in the league. So there really is no excuse for them not not making the playoffs. You know, maybe you know you lose a game here or two that you shouldn't, and you don't win the division, but you should be able to make the playoffs with, uh, in my opinion, the talent that they have on the roster and the schedule that they have. Now, you know, there could be some some transitional pains with a new quarterback coming in. And, you know, even if you think Derek Carr is, you know, borderline on the, you know, top 10, top 12, wherever it is that you rank him, he's a good professional quarterback. Sure. You know, sometimes it takes guys a little bit of time to transition, pick up a new offense. So we just have to see how it goes. But the schedule, no one can deny. Like the runway is cleared. They should be able to take off. He is Matt Friedman, FantasyLife.com. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Okay, let's go Packers-Falcons. Uh, our people here in Mississippi, the Packers, there's a tie because Favre played there forever. And then Saints fans love to hate the Falcons. Now, both of them looked good last weekend, Matt. Um, I don't want to go too far on either team. Week one, Jordan Love sat for three. Maybe this is the model that nobody else can do except at the smallest market team in the league, but it damn sure looks like it's it's working for the uh, for the Packers. Now, having said that, could Jordan Love be walking into a hornet's nest after all the love and playing so well last weekend and now going on the road to Atlanta, Matt? Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between playing the Bears, uh, who, I mean, the Bears are one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the league right now. It looks like they yes. really have no clue what's going on. And, you know, the Packers, it took them a little bit of time last week to pile up those those points against the Bears. So a difference between, you know, playing a divisional foe uh, that you know really well, that's clearly overmatched, and then going on the road and playing a team that has an offense that is unlike anything else that you have to face all year. Uh, and so I think the Falcons uh, should be favored in this game. Uh, you know, they are favored now in the betting market, but at one point the Packers were slight favorites and the market moved to the Falcons. And I think that move makes sense. Uh, I'm on the Falcons in this spot. And it's because you have with the Falcons, even though they're not throwing the ball, which I think ordinarily, like you're kind of antiquated, um, they are so dynamic at running the ball that they can do it advantageously in a lot of situations, a yeah. lot of different personnel packages. And, you know, they were top five in a lot of rushing metrics last year, and they might be even better this year with the, the addition of Bijan Robinson and they added an offensive lineman in the draft. And then you look at the Packers on the other side. Last year, they were number 31 in a lot of defensive rush metrics. They are just not good at defending against the run. And I don't think they made enough changes in the offseason to address that. You know, they still have the same defensive coordinator, the same defensive line, the same linebackers. They're basically just running it back. And I think that means we see a game here where the Falcons just punch the Packers in the face repeatedly just over and over with their running game and you know i think that makes me think the falcons at home home field advantage is basically the differentiating factor between these two teams i do like the falcons in this spot he is matt friedman fantasylife.com big nfl weekend he joins us on the farm bureau insurance guest line i gotta talk josh allen and joe burrow they're both great players immensely talented uh, but you and I talked about this several weeks ago. 
I mean, if, if, if Dak throws three touchdowns and one pick, the yelling shows lead with his one pick, even if they win, and it didn't mean anything in the game. And, heck, Jalen Hurts fumbled late against the Patriots. Now, Josh Allen, you know, he, he unbelievable playmaker, but does turn the ball over a lot. You know, Dak's deal last year was an, was an anomaly. Um, tell me, what, did you, what do you make of – I know he's a great player and very talented, but what do you make of Josh Allen and, and playing the way kind of Brett Favre-esque, Matt? I, yeah, that was weird, you know. Part of it is that the Bills seem as if they are very challenged by the Jets' defense in particular. And, you know, the Jets have two really strong perimeter cornerbacks who can challenge Diggs, can challenge Gabe Davis on the outside. Uh, And then they have uh, an onslaught of pass rushers. And the Bills don't have that strong of a pass-blocking offensive line anymore. And so I think that puts a little more pressure on Josh Allen than he's typically used to. Um, So... I feel like with Allen, it's a little bit of an anomaly what we saw on Monday Night Football with all the turnovers. That said, he is he is a gunslinger. He does have that mentality where sometimes he makes some throws and it's just unbelievable and it's you know like a 90-yard touchdown. And then other times he makes a throw that is very similar and it's an interception. You're thinking, like, why did you make that throw? Um, that said, it's hard for the Bills to, to coach that out of Allen it feels like that is just a part of who he is at this point. And I think they can probably get away with it in most of the matchups that they have, for instance, going against the Raiders. Like, this is a clear bounce-back spot. Like, if the Bills hadn't have lost on Monday Night Football and the Raiders wouldn't have, you know, barely beat uh, a Denver Broncos team that's not that good, this number wouldn't be where it is. It would be on the other side of 10. I think this is a massive Bills bounce-back spot. So, uh, Josh Allen... I like him. You have to take the bad with the good. The good tends to outweigh the bad, you know, pretty pretty momentously. And I think this is a week where we see the Bills just absolutely dominate the Raiders. Okay. So from what Matt Friedman, FantasyLife.com, is telling us, Dak could struggle some this weekend. You know, people feel like the Cowboys will win. They'll find a way on both offense and defense. But the Jets are legit um, at cornerback and with their – with their pass rush and actually well coached on that side of the football. All right, so let's yeah. go to the Bengals. Ravens and Bengals. Ravens have been great for years. Ozzie Newsome, good grief. Um, Harbaugh, Biscotti, they, they're aligned well. Um, Burrow, look, Cleveland can absolutely ball on defense. Ward is amazing. So are you chalking that up as kind of what you just framed up with Josh Allen and the Jets that he just went against a hellacious defense? Burrow did last weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think some of it was the defense, some of it was the weather, you know, in divisional games, they can always play tougher than you might expect. And then you had Burrow also coming off of the calf injury, and he wasn't quite as mobile as he normally is. And we've seen Burrow the past three seasons be slow to start the year. Uh, in each of those years, he you know, had like a, an injury issue that he's coming back from, uh, the ACL, the appendectomy, and then, you know, now sitting out the preseason with the calf injury. And so I think you put all that together and that's what it is. Like, I'm not concerned about the Bengals long-term this year. You know, like a shaky week one, they'll get it right at some point this year. The other teams in the AFC North, I actually am a little bit more concerned with. Like the things that could go wrong with them 
are bigger issues. Like the Ravens are already injured. And I think that is a massive deal in this game where if I were to be betting this right now, like if I didn't already have a position on it, I would probably lean towards the Bengals, um, you know, at, at three and a half. In fact, I would just say if you like the Bengals at three and a half, you might as well just bet them at this point to like win the AFC North. Because if they win this game, then like they're right back in it uh, and probably the front runners to win the, the AFC North. But the Ravens are so injured right now. I mean, obviously, uh, J.K. Dobbins with the Achilles tear out for the year. Mark Andrews is probably back, but they'll be without their number one cornerback, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, free safety, Marcus Williams has a torn pectoral. Uh, he could be out for most of the year. Left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, is uh, not practicing with a knee injury. He's probably out. And then your center, Tyler Linderbaum, he has an ankle injury. He's probably out. So that's multiple injuries in the secondary, multiple injuries on the offensive line, and it's only week two. Like, this is a really great bounce-back spot for the Bengals. Ooh. Okay, Matt Freeman, FantasyLife.com. Last one, Matt. Broncos-Steelers. It looks like the Steelers are going 0-2 and that maybe a lot of the chatter that we heard. And, again, it's early, but they look like they have some issues. Do you feel like the Browns take care of business in Pittsburgh? Or, no, it's a division game, and Pitt, we'll see a new Pittsburgh team, so to speak. Yeah, I'm gonna. I imagine I will look like a moron uh, come Monday uh, or Monday night, late Monday night. It's like, oh hey, uh, the, the Browns just absolutely destroyed the Steelers. But I do like the Steelers in this spot, and it's a similar spot to where they were last week. But I never want to bet against Mike Tomlin as a home dog. Like that is the the exact spot where Tomlin historically has really been able to get his team up, and you know they win. Actually, they win more times than they lose as home dogs, which is uh, kind of unheard of, but okay. it's true. Uh, and so I do like Tomlin in that spot. Uh, and you, you mentioned the Broncos. Mm, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm still skeptical about Russell Wilson. Okay. All right. Man, Sean Payton will lose his mind and fast if, uh, if Russ can't get it done. They'll be making a move. I don't know how it looks cap-wise and all that. Um, but just – the way that Sean runs hot, he he's not going to have a lot of patience coming in there. All right, Matt Freeman, um, y'all got it going on at FantasyLife.com. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, so we have our fantasy rankings. Everything on the site is free, by the way. So we have our fantasy rankings. We have our projections, which I think you can use to make start-sit decisions, but then also you can use in the prop market. Um, I have a best bets article that comes out every week, a, a favorite article that comes out for all of the players that I like for fantasy and for prop betting and everything like that. And then a whole bunch of shows uh, that people can check out. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Matt F the Oracle. I love it. Y'all are doing a great job. Matt Friedman, I Thank appreciate you. it. Take care, buddy. Have a great one. Joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, FantasyLife.com, FantasyLife.com. And, uh, Jason, how'd you do last night in fantasy? Uh, not great. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't do great at all. Uh, A.J. Brown got me, like, six points. Um, and I, I sat Jordan Addison for the second week in a row, and he got mm -hmm. more points. He got 16 points last week and 17 points this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hurting over here, bro. Not doing great. Well, why are you sitting him? Because uh, I have, you know, I have like a Ty Lockett is my flex. And so he's just more experienced. I know he's got DK on his team, but 
you know, he's just shown more and Addison's a rookie, but also now I'm, uh, I'm, you know, biting my words and sticking my foot in my mouth. <laughs> Not good. Not good on this side, uh. though. <laughs> Yeah, A.J. Brown was not happy last night, even though his team was winning. He was not happy with Jalen Hurts on the on the sideline. Did you see that? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you're up by, I think they were up by 13 at that point. Like, mm-hmm. and they were running all over the Vikings. I mean, DeAndre Swift had 170 yards. Obviously, something is working on the ground. You don't need to throw it that much. No, you don't. You know, it's kind of like last weekend when da- – I, I know it It wasn't, you know, to the point where Dallas was, but uh, when you got it rolling, I mean, 95% of NFL coaches are just going to run out the clock. They're ready to get out of there with a win, right? Yeah, exactly. And I I think he was actually upset that uh, Devontae Smith got the deep ball because he had two big plays where he got some deep balls and A.J. just – wasn't really getting it. AJ was missed on a like Jalen Hurts threw an interception on a play where AJ was open deep down the sideline. So maybe that's where he was upset. But your team won. Like, yeah, <laughs> are you really right. that mad? <laughs> Speaking of your team, the Minnesota Vikings are are it, has Kirk Cousins worn out his welcome in Minneapolis? Oh, I mean, it was was Kirk great last night? No, he wasn't. But was the defense ten times worse? Yes, they were. Yes, they they were ten times worse than Kirk. I've never been a Kirk Cousins fan. Never been. Like I've always thought that we should move on and everything. But he's not the whole problem. Is he part of it? No, I think so. I think he's part of it, but he's not the whole problem. <laughs> White Denzel just texted us and said, A.J. was mad because A.J. had A.J. Brown on his fantasy team. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Uh, Let's reset here. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. You know, we were talking about um, food earlier, and it's it's National Double Cheeseburger Day. I I don't know about you, but I love a cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, you name it. And... All of a sudden, Jason shared with us that he likes to dip French fries in mayonnaise, which sounds awful, um, beyond terrible. And so then y'all started weighing in, do you like mayonnaise, how do you use it, or you don't like mayonnaise. And I understand that mayonnaise is in comeback sauce, and I understand that I like some comeback sauce, although I don't like a lot of it. But Will... Will texts us and says, my ex-wife puts mayonnaise on her peas. Self-explanatory. Sounds like that may have been a deal breaker in Will's house. (laughs) Mayonnaise on peas. Oh, my gosh. That does sound awful. The Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Driven by your next John Deere tractor at any of the Ag Up Equipment dealerships in Mississippi to manage your hunting camp, your family land, and your farm. Driven by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment in Camden Pearl.
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.